Hello everyone and welcome back to the Zone of Mr. Podcast. We are back again this week and today we're going to be talking about our wish list and things that we want to see improved in FM19. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Zone of Mr. Podcast. We're finally back. It's been about two weeks or so. We've been away. It's just time and everything that's gotten in the way. We weren't able to uh, get the pod recorded. Um, I'm joined by Moza today. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How's your mate? Not too bad. Unfortunately, we're missing Kylex. Um, he's in the middle of like moving, getting a new office and, and things like that. So we're missing him for that today. But he's going to be here for the absolute FM round of 16 trophy draw, which myself and Moza are both in. So we managed Thankfully. to survive. <laughs> <laughs> out of the founders as well as Carl we all managed to survive out of the six founders so all is good today we're going to be talking about FM19 that's going to be a hot topic for a little while now we're going to be kind of giving you guys our wish list or maybe what we want improved um, in the game there's a a lot of things that come you know to the top of my head already about what we want improved um, just the most obvious things but Moza do you want to kick us off today again yeah do you want do you want me to just uh, throw in one and we'll go from there? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Right, let's do it. So, right, the first one that I came up with, uh, because you've mentioned Absolute FM Trophy there, is improving the online play. Yeah. Uh, because the way we are doing it and the way I've seen other people do kind of online fantasy drafts and tournaments, we're actually using the FM Touch uh, for versus mode. Uh, but both FM Touch and Full Fat FM... Uh, on uh, the fantasy draft are just so buggy and it's it should be something relatively simple and it really isn't so uh, we're seeing it getting used more and more and th- last year I remember in the launch trailer uh, they talked about FM Touch in the versus mode being all set up for streaming which it really should be uh, but it needs to be more reliable and it needs to be smooth uh, and I, I think it's something that they wouldn't need to put that much time and effort into making it actually quite stable uh, so, like, what do you reckon? Yeah, just like we both know, like both the draft, just just general online play on the normal FM and FM Touch is pretty bad. Um, it 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 has to be stable and smooth, as you said, because many times it just crashes when both you know both managers want to make a sub or whatever, and those things you can't mm-hmm. really just have those, especially if we're doing something like this absolute FM trophy, which we're planning to do much more often in the future. Um, it's like because if we want to do that, we have we have to kind of we hope that it's going to be stable and much better performance than it is now. Obviously, makes life much easier for everyone. They don't have to worry about replaying the game or anything as long as it's stable. You know, of course, some people might have bad internet or whatever, and that could cause the game to crash for them. But just the general stability of the servers are for for online play is not there. So it'd be nice mm-hmm. if they kind of improve that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Like like you said, there's there's always going to be people that don't have enough um, quality of internet that they're going to complain and blame anyone else. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we've seen it in the the tournament we're running just now as well that that's not necessarily the only reason it stops working. And even stupid little things like when somebody joins your game and both teams have got the same name, um, it just doesn't understand that this person that joins a new person with a different team. Uh, it, it's just little things that are really annoying to be honest uh but uh, yeah that was my first one so how about yourself do you want to throw another one in um for me the big one i'd say would be training 
Okay. Um, I feel yeah. like right now I don't have that much control over training as I would like to. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I can stick a player on, you know, train this, um, you know, ball control or whatever technique and then just keep doing that. But it's not I can't kind of time manage it really. Um, like I can't say maybe for two weeks work on your technique or for three weeks work on your technique. Then we'll move you to maybe your attacking roles, whatever it is, you know, aggress- aggression, pace, stamina, all those things. Um, and then just like the coaches don't really give you great feedback, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be giving you more feedback on how the training is affecting the player in a match. So if that player had maybe 10 um, technique and then after a few months that went up to 13 or 14 technique, right? For example, then how did that impact his game? Is there in any stat that he's got better? Maybe one-on-ones with an opponent passing? Just little things like that. Don't really, I don't really get much back from training um much feedback and how it's really affecting my players apart from what i see on the pitch yeah that makes sense um i mean the other thing uh that i think we probably raised before is how frustrating it is when you're trying to get individual training on a young player and bring them through yeah and they just don't like getting trained basically and it'd be nice if they sorted out those issues so obviously the occasional player is going to be lazy and they're not going to like it. And But if they kind of married it up to the personalities, because even just now you've got guys that are highly professional that complain when you put them on to yeah. individual training. So just, again, it's common sense changes we're asking for. It's nothing too drastic, I don't think, uh, but it would really improve my enjoyment of it, certainly. I mean, the other thing I've seen suggested, and it was possibly hinted at when they did the a release announcement, was that oh, yeah. they might... Um, they might get some more in-depth training like on the training pitch and so on. So there might be more oh, yeah. control of it. So fingers crossed that comes through because uh, that would that would make a big difference, I think. Yeah, all nice like on paper. just depends on how it's going to work in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well it's got to work with everything. first and foremost. Yeah, hopefully it does. And yeah, as you said, all the, those little things, um, you know, sometimes you always put training on a player, whether it's even if their workload is low or medium, they're still going to complain. Oh, I'm unhappy with that. I'm unhappy with that. So I, I just don't mm-hmm. do anything. I don't change it. I just leave it and just they still improve or decline. However, it's working on them. Um, yeah, it, does, it spoils the immersion a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, because it's a player probably if a player has like a professional or ambitious or determined mindset, he wouldn't complain that he's training because he'd want to train to get better no yeah. matter whatever the workload or what he's doing. So I just don't see why they wouldn't fix that. And it's been in the game for a little while now. Um, mm-hmm. It's surprising that that still isn't fixed. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, another thing would be transfers. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, um, but every single save, if you start a new one, it's pretty much the same transfers. So at any mm-hmm. point, you've either got Firmino going to Bayern or Man City at any point, or you've got Man City signing certain players at any point, every single save. Yeah. And I think that it should be kind of randomly generated who each team signs. Cause it, okay. It kind okay. of, because it, kind of, it makes every save similar in the case that you don't really, you wouldn't really have maybe, you know, let's just say you're going in for like a better player that maybe, you know, you have like 
a Varane, for example, right? And they mm. have another player that's maybe similar to Varane, that's younger, that's probably got a bit more potential, but that certain team is literally coded into the game to go for that specific player and they won't go for another one that you're challenging for that might be better economically mm. for mm. the club. So it's like just the logic of transfers for the AI um, needs to be improved, I think. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I can kind of understand the way it works just now because the way the AI is programmed is obviously it works out a certain position's needed, a certain player's there, and that's how much it'll cost. But it would be nice to get a little bit more randomness, definitely. Um, not to go too far, though, because we don't want to see, you know, the likes of Man U signing Calvin Andrew and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, just a, a little bit uh, a little bit of kind of... Well, uniqueness, again, uh, just to keep you uh, in the loop rather than thinking, oh, there's that happening again. Yeah, um, just the uniqueness of transfers because it's all the same every single save from, mm-hmm. from AI teams. And I get how it is that, okay, they need a specific position. They need a specific player for that with specific attributes. But if you've, let's say, got 100 players that match that category or the filters that the AI put in, yeah, it's uh, why would they just keep going for the same player every save? Could they not just switch it up? Maybe go for an even better one or a slightly worse player, but that has more room to grow, and then yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense. a much better like a financial investment for the team. It's just the AI. I don't think is smart enough with transfers. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Absolutely. What other feature would you like improved? Um. <clears throat> Well, we've spoken about international management before, haven't we? Yeah, we've uh, and about I did, um, I did my Scotland save uh, for quite a while over the summer there during the World Cup, mm-hmm. and the World Cup actually that was one of the best World Cups we've had in a long, long time. So I think it's kind of got people's interest peaked again in international football and possibly doing international saves. And as of just now, it's just it's it's not worth doing. So if they can find a way to make that more interesting and more entertaining it would be it would be i'd be all over it basically um like if there's a way that you could constantly interact with players and maybe as an international manager give them a, a guidance of what you want from them um yeah anything that makes it a little bit more interactive and you feel like you're doing something rather than just sitting and waiting for the next international day where all you're going to do is pick tactics see what happens and then doze off again for another three months yeah you don't uh, have the sort of in like you don't have the you can't do really things that you can do at a club like yeah, you know certain yeah. training you can't tell a training to do that because clearly let's just say a player's bad in you know his pace or whatever he's not fast enough then you can't tell him to train that and it, it does take away the immersion from international management but as well it did spark a lot of interest from streamers youtubers just people in the community to do international saves out of the world cup you've seen you know mm-hmm. turtle come over the reggae boys i know you did this scotland at the world cup regista did england at the world cup many people did like england at the world cup or um control goddamn itself like a world cup tournament with a lot of fm creators so it did spark yeah, interest right, yeah. in the international management scene on fm and just give making it slightly better would be good um, I, I personally don't like international management at the moment just because it doesn't have a lot of the features that you would want maybe or doesn't yeah. immerse you as much as it could if they just added a few little things 
into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, is there anything that you um, you would like improved? If it's just anything else, or just from all the points that we've given. I mean, another thing we've we've not really touched on yet is uh, the press, and uh, in terms yeah. of press conferences and ongoing media questions, and uh, it's not really something we've talked about because there's not much to talk about with it. It's quite simple. <laughs> it would just um, it would be nice to have a little bit of variety again, and if it actually had a a bit of more of a variable effect because just now. You, if you get to the point where the media handling goes down and it's, it's constant any time you get questions it's just like oh so you've got a reputation for badly handling the media or not doing it or so on and so forth it'd be nice to have things again a little bit random not random just for the sake of it but like you could start off being bad with the media and get friendly with them again or like look at Jose Mourinho for your example yeah. best, best <laughs> friends with the press and then absolutely hating them you know so yeah, it, some something as simple as that would uh, would be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe because also because it's everything. Every question is pretty much the same every single time. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice to see questions that are related to what's happening in the game. For example, when you have the messaging game right now this year, where it's a um, England is leaving the European Union or whatever. You, mm-hmm. Like it'd be cool if you could get questions on it, um, like from the media. How do you think that will impact your 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 next time when you're in the transfer window? How do you think it will affect um, you know the future of your club? How do you think it'll affect the league, just the country in general? Things like that would be nice because it's specific specific to what's happening in the game and how it's yeah, impact that would be the rest cool. of the save. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing off the back of that is. Obviously, all the kind of press and media just now is driven by you or driven by what other people are saying. See if they had something that, instead of just being that, was like, um, if it was like an, a journalist, like a, a written yeah. journalist came out with an opinion piece and you were asked on it or something like that. Just anything they had a little bit more variety to it would be pretty cool. Or if it was like, you know, your, your centre-back Johnny Evans went clubbing last night got a bit out of hand <laughs> <laughs> and all the abuse coming his way how, do, how did you talk to about it to him or things like that just it, it will maybe something is silly but it will be cool as you know some times the managers do get asked about like for example the Raheem Sterling getting his a gun tattooed on his leg like mm-hmm. Southgate was and Southgate was asked about it a lot um the English players were asked about it a lot so it does happen in real life you know managers and players do get asked about other players you know lives and what's happening and why they did that or is that player okay things like that so that would be cool as well add a bit of kind of personality to the press yeah yeah but they, they've kind of they've they've put personalities there but they've not done much with them so yeah. it'd be nice to actually see them have a proper impact rather than just being either your friend or devious <laughs> You're either his um, best friend or his arch enemy. Pretty much, that's all it is just now. It's <laughs> just a case of you're, you're either on their side or not on their side, and that's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one thing that annoys me as well is a few times in the press conferences when you clearly say you don't want to comment on something, they keep asking you, please give us an answer or whatever. 
Yeah, um, and I, I get if they if they did it once, but sometimes for me, did they did it twice or three times to ask the same thing, or they asked me something I said I don't want to talk about. Then at the end of the press conference, they asked me again about it and I said no and then they kept asking me so that's a little bit annoying um sometimes but I don't know if that impacts like the sort of relationship you have with that specific journalist if it's if you're friendly with them or if you're their arch enemy I mean you could go the whole hog and be able to ban a journalist from the the training ground <laughs> that kind of thing that'd be kind of um kind of funny very rangers but <laughs> <laughs> yeah just anything that just gets a little bit more spark to it because um, as much as yeah, we love the game, and yeah. obviously the two of us have pre-ordered it, we're, we're getting it. But it it just needs something a little bit kind of different to perk it up for a new one rather than just being, here's another update, you know? Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people as well on Twitter and, and social media are hesitant about pre-ordering the game and just hesitant about pre-orders in general. Are you, like, hesitant with pre-ordering or is it like it's like fm i'm not going to hesitate with that because i know it's a game that i'm going to put in a hell of a lot of hours into at the end of the day yeah i've i've already pre-ordered like i say um, I, I get a free copy anyway um with the the research i do but i, I kind of i want to keep supporting it um because well I've, I've done it every year and it means i'll just give away a copy as well at some point but yeah it's it depends. Like I know some people are quite happy playing older versions of it and they wait for it to come discounted or whatever. But when you consider there's games out there just now that are asking you to pay like forty, fifty quid. Like we've we talked the other day about Jurassic World. It's still a way yeah. up at about forty five quid, and um, for a game that is buggy and it's not got too much depth to. It. So when you consider that you can get FM just now for less than thirty quid, for how much enjoyment that you get out of it, I don't think you can really complain with the price to be honest with you yeah as we've kind of said the jurassic world thing that we've talked about we've numerous times we said it's overpriced and we don't think it's worth it um just because of how much you can do there's not much Mm -hmm. you can do in it it's i think it's like if you know that game sea of thieves it's kind of the same you get to a certain point you complete mission there isn't that much you can do I, I'm not sure now because they probably release updates and extra content. But when it first came out, a lot of people were complaining. You reach level thirty or whatever, and there's not much else you can do apart from just going around and killing other players in the game. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think like, I'm I'm kind of skeptical with pre-orders unless it's a game that I've been following for ages, either like development or I know it's something that I've liked or mm-hmm. played numerous years, like FM. I know I'm gonna sink in a lot of hours. Because I know that I'm going to be able to comp- think of different challenges to do, different saves to do. I know I'm going to constantly constantly play it. So pre-ordering isn't really much of a danger because it's not like I don't, I won't feel disappointed. I'll play it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like we we know we'll get our money's worth out of the game regardless. Yeah. No matter if they add something or if they don't, we're still going to play it. Yeah, yeah. And as much as uh, everyone likes to complain about it from time to time. We, we come back year after year for it. So they're obviously doing something, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we come back every year. I, I've seen a, a video Mao says there's something like 30, 20 million sales or something like that. Ah, it's ridiculous. Of the game. It's massive. I mean, it's it's like the most detailed football game out there. I've mm-hmm. seen a few people as well come in my streams. Um, one or two people came in my streams and said like that they've played They've switched from playing FIFA to Football Manager because of how much you can do. 
yeah, how much more yeah. you can do, whether it's training, transfers, tactics is probably the most popular thing um, of why people switch because there's so much you can do that will influence the game mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. your enjoyment of the game. You know, you can also, you can have like a save for 500, 1,000 years if you want to where on FM you've only got up to like 2026 20, or something and then the game tells you, oh, we're just going to retire you. So, or or on FIFA, it tells you we're just going to retire you. So you've got more more out of the game. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, and, pretty much. You're really focused on ultimate team and just paying money for things, and FIFA is the best way to go. But if you're kind of like, I know a lot of people like career. I like career on it, FIFA. I think that's the that's the only reason I buy FIFA is because of career. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, if you're a really big fan of, like, career on FIFA, just move to FM because you'll just see how much you can do. And it might be overwhelming at the start, like it was for me when I started playing, but you quickly learn things, whether it's through watching other YouTubers' videos, um, that's how I learned, or just playing the game and trying different things out, screwing up, or and then having success and whatnot. I don't think I've ever really got to the having success bit of that. I'm still at the screwing <laughs> up stage, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, my, no, my I biggest mean. success is winning the Europa League. That's my biggest mm. success on FM. For the three or four years now, it's going to be that I've been playing. Europa League's the most, like, the biggest thing I've won with Stoke City. Do you know, this year's game, I don't... I, my biggest success in this year's game was taking a team from Scottish League 2, so same as England, that kind of tier, all the way up to the Premiership. Um, but I've not really had any big team management in this game. Uh, I did it last year, but I've not done it in this year, so I'll probably end up... That's the other good thing with FM, you kind of go between lower league and big teams and internationals if it left the feeling takes you. Um, see, there's always a variety there. It's not like... I don't want to dumb down FIFA, but it's not like the same game, just with different teams are so much more to it than that with yeah. the tactics and the players and so on so it's a uh, there's always something to keep you going yeah i'd say my my favorite it was definitely fm 17 um i kind of did like a domestic and zero to hero i started at gainsborough in the conference um then after like a year and a half i moved to plymouth then after like three years i went to stoke city and i won the europa league but then i got to a point with them four years in a row where I couldn't really get past the Europa League spots in the league. So I just finished a save. And this was back when I used to make videos on FM. Mm-hmm. And I, I think my videos were pretty good on FM. It's just, I didn't get much views or reception just, I think just because I wasn't involved in any community at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't involved in like, we stream FM, like that was very popular. I wasn't involved in that or Twitter fm community nothing i didn't know that shit exists um <laughs> i just wasn't involved in it at all and i think that's kind of what killed the youtube for me but that would be something we could talk about on the content creation podcast which we've already done so if you're interested yeah. about creating content and how to start and what you we think you should do um which will make your life easier definitely uh, check that pod out but i think we've talked about everything today um thanks from so. what we yeah want. unless um, is there anything you want um, to add I was literally just about to say the same thing to you, mate, just unless there's anything you want to throw in at the very end. <laughs> I guess we're all good then to to wrap up. Do you want to start with the plugs there, Moza? I'd be delighted to, as always. So <laughs> you can find me, it's always Moza Plays, 
so either on Twitter at Moza Plays, on Twitch, exactly the same. Uh, I've now started putting up the occasional video to YouTube, but I'm no by no means a YouTuber. Uh, but you'll find me again by searching Moza Gaming or Moza Plays. Um, basically, all I'm doing that. Uh, on YouTube is putting up head-to-head games that I'm playing with other people and Absolute FM games, the trophy games as a result of that as well. But uh, yeah, I'll throw it over to you, mate. Thank you very much. Um, You can find me on Twitch. Um, My name on Twitch is Mazala FM. On Twitter, it's at the Mazala FM. And then you can also find me my blog, uh, which is starting this weekend, probably on Saturday when this pod goes up. Um, just Mezala on just Mezala WordPress. You'll definitely find it on my uh, Twitter. I've posted a few times there. And go ahead and follow the Zona Mister podcast on Twitter as well to keep up with the tweets from all the lads um, that are in the Zona Mister podcast and just you know some retweets from the community and things like that. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>